0: This is part six titled, Identified, Raised, and Seated, in this sermon series on our identity in Christ, who we are in Christ. Be enriched as you listen. All right, it's time for us to make our declaration. So what we normally do in our regular services is we all stand to our feet and we hold our Bibles high up in the air and we make our declaration. Uh, You can do whatever you are comfortable doing. You can remain seated seated where you are at home, or if you want to stand, you're, you're free to do that. So let's just, all of us, wherever we are, hold our Bibles and let's say this out loud, bold, and strong. Say it like you mean it. Say it because you believe it. Let's say this out together. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I am saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of his blessing to many people. I receive his word, I believe his word, and I live by his word. Christ is my master, and to him I am in absolute surrender. I walk in the more glorious covenant with God. I live the more glorious life in the Spirit, and I manifest the more glorious ministry of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. We are excited to be able to spend time in the word of God and then just pray together. Believe that as the word of God goes forth, God himself is watching over his word to perform it. Remember the Bible says, God says in his word, I will watch over my word to perform it. That means he is watching over his word as it is being preached, as it is being proclaimed, to make it happen in our lives. and we are doing this whole series on our identity in Christ, who we are in Christ. Uh, we are uh, taking progressively unpacking or, un- or uncovering this revelation that's for us in the Word of God. And uh, as this word gets into our hearts, God works by His word, and there will be things that are changed in our lives. Uh, we will be equipped, we will be transformed, um, and the Word of God will not return to him void. The Holy Spirit, this is, the Word of God is a sword of the Spirit. So as the Word is proclaimed, the Holy Spirit empowers that Word to bring about change in our lives. We are currently talking about the truth of identification. We started this last Sunday and I just want to quickly recap a few things and then we will uh, take this forward and uh, uh, complete this aspect of our identity in Christ. We talked about identification, the fact that we are identified in Christ so that what Christ accomplished, what happened to Christ is now extended to all of us. Uh, we see this truth brought out for us in Romans chapter 5, Paul Uh, Elaborates and details that for us in Romans chapter 6. And so we we studied a little bit on this from Romans chapter 6. So let me just quickly uh, review that for us. What Paul teaches us in Romans chapter 6 is that we were crucified with Christ, we were buried with Christ, we were resurrected with Christ, and then we also find in other places in Scripture. That we were raised up with Christ. That is, when Christ ascended, we ascended. And we are seated together with Christ. When Christ was exalted at the right hand of the Father, and he was seated there at the right hand of the right hand of the Father, we were seated with Him because of our identification in Christ. Now, this is not just theory, this is not just something you know we we talk about, which is nice. Uh, Uh, intellectually, but this is truth that can transform our lives and affect our lives very, very powerfully. We talked about the fact that we were crucified with Christ. What does that mean? That means when Christ was crucified on the cross, some part of us was crucified with him. And we saw in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, that our old man, talking about the old sinful nature that came into us through Adam, our old man was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be destroyed, or the or the sum total of sin's influence or our lives was completely destroyed, rendered powerless. So, as far as you are concerned, as we are concerned, or the new creation is concerned, the the old man is gone, and the power of sin over the new creation is broken. So the new creation is no longer a slave to sin and something you must know uh, and really live by. Uh, So that's the first part. We are crucified with him. The old man is gone. The power of sin of our lives has been broken. We are buried with him. Secondly, we said that. To be buried means it's a transition. We have moved out of this realm into the next realm. So Everything of the old has no claim over us. And we must understand that. We are buried with him. The old has no claim over you. Just like we illustrated last time that if a person dies, nothing of this world has any more claim over him. He could have huge debt. He could, whatever, you know, as far as earth life is concerned, has no more claim over him. He's gone. He stepped over on the other side. And that's what happens to us. When we are buried with him, we are separated from our old life. Things of the old have no more claim on the new creation. That's who you are. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the remaining three aspects that are given to us in Romans uh, chapter 6, as well as other places in Scripture. And then I want to explain how, what this means to us today. What, what does it mean for us in everyday life and a little bit on how we live out of it. Paul details that for us in Romans chapter 6. So we are crucified with Jesus. We are buried with him. Paul also tells us in Romans chapter 6, and we read this in verses uh, 3, 4, and 5, that we have been raised up with him. And he tells us specifically that we have been raised to walk in newness, Of life. This is Romans chapter six and verse four. He said, "Just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life." So when Christ was resurrected, we were resurrected, and that is telling us that God has brought us in to a brand new life, a newness of life, a new way of living. It's a totally new life. It's like somebody who's been born again, and that's what we've said. We are born again. And so, as believers, we must understand that we have been given newness of life, a new way of living. And life there is talking about the God kind of life, the Zoe kind of life. So to be resurrected means I've been raised up to live a brand new life. The life that I now live, that you and I live now, is the God kind of life, a life that is directed by Zoe, the life, the life and the nature of God that he's given to us. So it's a new way of living, very different from the old life that we had before coming in to Christ. Not only have we been resurrected with Jesus, the Bible also says that we were raised up together with him. That means when Christ ascended, you and I ascended. And we find this in two places. In Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through um, 6 in Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 4 or 1 to 5, he tells us that we, when we were, although we were dead in trespasses and sins, we were made alive together with Christ. That's being resurrected together with Christ. Then he says over there in verse 6, and he raised us up together. That's the ascension part. He raised us up together. So when Christ ascended, you and I ascended. What does that mean? Paul explains to us in later in Colossians 3. He says in verse 1, verse 1, 2, and 3. If you then were raised with Christ. That means when Christ ascended, you and I ascended. So we were raised with Christ. He says, seek those things which are about. That Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So to be raised up together with Christ means I've been taken out of the patterns and the systems of this world. That means I'm, you and I, as a new creation, we do not pattern ourselves. We are not controlled and influenced by the ways and the systems of this world. So he says, set your affection on things above. Because your life is in God. It's hidden in God. Our life is not under the influence of the world. Because we've been taken out of that, spiritually speaking. We've been taken out. We've ascended. We've been taken out of the what is in the world. Uh, uh, and John tells us that in the world, there is a the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And the whole system of evil and re- rebellion, the darkness that dominates in the world, we've been taken out of it. So that, again, has no right of influence over the believer. That's something we have to understand because we've ascended. When Christ ascended, we ascend. The new creation, new man, has been taken out of the systems of this world. That's why in Peter, he's writing in First, Second Peter Chapter 1, verse 3, he says, You are partakers of the divine nature that... Through these, the exceeding great and precious promises, you might escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. So in the world, there is corruption, moral degradation. There is evil. But he says you escape that moral corruption. You escape that. Why? Because we've been taken out spiritually. When Christ ascended, you and I ascended. So we don't have to be subject to the things Uh, that dominate and influence people in the world. And finally, back there in Ephesians chapter 2 and uh, verse 6, he also tells us, uh, we've been raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places. So when Christ was exalted and seated at the right hand of the Father, he says we were made to sit together. So we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. What does that mean? It means we are in a place of spiritual authority and dominion. And you as a believer need to understand that. That's your rightful place in Christ. You are in a place of authority and dominion. And you can cause that authority and dominion to bear upon earthly life. God didn't put you there just for no purpose. The reason he has put us in Christ there is we can extend that authority and dominion here on earth. There is no higher place God could have put you and me. Just imagine. He says he has made us sit together with him in heavenly realms. There's no other higher place he could have. So come be seated right next to me. And as believers, as new creation people, that's where we are. And we must understand that in the spiritual realm, he has placed us in that High place of authority and dominion. So when you and I confront Satan and his demons, we are fearless, we are bold, we walk with a sense of absolute mastery and dominion over Satan and his demons, like the apostle Paul wrote in Romans 16 and verse 20. He said, the God of peace will crush Satan underneath your feet. So we walk with that sense of authority and dominion when we confront Satan and his demonic spirits because they are underneath our feet. And we have been made to sit together at his own right hand. So let's put all of this together. We are crucified with him. The power of sin is broken. We are buried with him. The old life no longer controls us. We have been resurrected with him. We've given a new way of living, a new way to live. We are raised up with him. The systems of this world of evil and rebellion cannot control us or dominate us. We are seated with Him. We are in a place of authority and dominion, a place of spiritual authority that we can exert here on earth. Now, how do we, what do we do with this truth? How do we live out of it? I'm going to touch on some of the things the Apostle Paul brings out for us in Romans 6. But I have to also mention that Paul extends what he's teaching from Romans 6. In chapter 7, he describes his struggle as an unregenerate man, as a man who lived under the law, uh, who wanted to do good, but he had no power to do it. And then in chapter 8, Romans 8, he tells us about life in the spirit, the spirit life. And that is also key on how we're going to live out of this truth. So we will touch on it uh, on the 29th of August. We talk about a life in the spirit. But what does Paul teach us in Romans chapter 6? There are three key things. That Paul teaches us. And I alluded to some of this last time, but I want to emphasize that, help us understand it. First of all, he says in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, he says, Knowing this. So we must know the truth. He says, I want you to know, know this. Our old man was crucified. And then he talks about all the other things. So the first thing as a believer is you must know. And you were crucified with Christ. That means the power of sin over you has been broken. You were buried. The old has no more claim on you. You've been resurrected with Jesus. That means you have a new way of life. And you say, God, I want to live this new life that I have in Jesus. It's the Zoe life of God. I want to live in the Zoe life of God. You've been raised up with Christ. That means you've been taken out. The systems of this world, the systems of evil and rebellion, don't have to dominate you. And you've been seated with Christ. You've been put in a place of authority and dominion. So first, know it. Today, you know it. You've heard the truth. You've looked at some of these scriptures. Secondly, Paul says, in in, in Romans 6 and verse 11, he says, I want you to reckon it to be so. Now, uh, the word reckon is uh, in the King James Version, Romans 6 and verse 11 or also in the New King James, in uh, some other versions, it uses the word, consider it to be so. So likewise, reckon yourselves. Reckon, reckon means to count as a fact. That means this is a fact, and I want you to consider it as a fact. The word reckon is actually an accounting word, where you know an accountant, he does his addition, and once he's done his addition, he knows that is the total. There is, no con- there is no doubt about it. He adds two plus two plus two, six. He knows he's reckoned it. He's accounted it. It's six. There's no other way. It is six. He's reckoned it. And so Paul is saying now, reckon yourselves. That means this is truth. You know it. Now you need to accept it as truth. You need to consider it as truth. Reckon. Reckon it true for your own life. Reckon this truth to be true in your own life. And I'm repeating it again. Consider this truth to be true in your own life. That you are free from the power of sin. That you are free from the power of your old life. That you have been given a new way of life to live. That you have been raised out of the systems of this world of sin and evil and rebellion that you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Consider this to be true for you. Reckon it. And therefore, when you reckon it, he says there in verse 11, now in dealing with sin, he says, reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin and alive to God. And verse 12, therefore, don't let sin reign. In other words, because you consider this to be true, that you are indeed dead indeed to sin, therefore, you don't let sin reign. Reign in you. Because you consider it to be true. You say sin, no place in me. Because the power of sin over my life has been broken. So you look at whatever sin has been troubling you. And you say, I will not let you reign in me. Why? Because I consider this truth to be true in my life. I consider, I know that my old man was Crucified, is gone, and now I reckon it to be true in my life. I consider that this is true for me, and it is no longer, sin has no longer uh, any place in me. I will not let sin reign in my body. Why? Well, because I reckon this to be true. In other words, when you count this truth to be yours, consider it to be yours, then you begin to live in line with it. You will not let sin dominate, reign in your body. You will not let anything from the old life try to attach itself on you. Say, so, no, I will not let you. Why? Because I've been buried with Christ. You will, not let, you will choose to live this new life. What does the Zoe life of God do for me? does the Zoe life of God? How does the Zoe life of God express itself for me? Because that's the life I'm called to live. I reckon this truth to be true. I'm going to live according to this new life I have in Christ, this Christ life. When the, sin, the things of this world try to influence me, the corruption that's in the world tries to influence me, I say, no, I choose not to because I've been raised up. I reckon that truth to be true for me. And therefore, I will not let this system dominate me. I'm not subject to that system of sin, evil, and rebellion that controls the world. And I reckon my position in Christ to be true. That When I confront demonic powers, I will walk in the authority I have. I reckon it to be true. So first, know that this is true. Second, consider it to be true in your life to the point where you act according to it. He says, reckon yourselves, verse 11 and 12, reckon yourselves to be dead indeed the sin, but alive to God through Christ. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. That means you don't let sin come in because you're dead. And the third thing he says is, and he repeats this many times in verse 13. He says, present yourself. Or the King James would say, yield yourself as an instrument to God. Rather than yielding yourself to anything of this world. So that's the third way we live out of this truth. So first, I know it. Second, I count it to be true in my life. I consider it to be true for me and I'm living out of that. Thirdly, I present my body aligned to this truth. He says, present your body as members or instruments of righteousness. Present your body as a slave to God so that you will be an instrument of righteousness resulting in holiness. It means God, all of me, is a slave to you. I'm obeying God and God alone, nothing else. That means I bring myself into a place of complete obedience. Yield yourselves as instruments of righteousness. Yield yourselves as a slave to God. Lord, all of me is yours, and I'm going to live that way as a slave to God. And when you live that way, you will begin to walk in this truth, free from sin, free from the control of your old life, living in this new, abundant, Zoe life of God, living free from the influence of the evil and corruption and systems of this world, and living from a place of authority. Know this truth. Consider it to be true for yourself and yield yourself as a slave to Jesus Christ. Nobody else is slave. Slave to nothing else. I'm a slave to Jesus. And then my members, my body becomes an instrument. The literal translation there, it becomes a weapon of righteousness. It becomes a weapon of God here on earth. And so this, in essence, if I want to put it in a very concise way, at the essence of Romans chapter 6 and the truth of identification. Now, we're going to take some time to pray, but... Paul, like I mentioned, continues and adds one more aspect to this in Romans chapter 8. And so we're going to, touch, we're going to get into that two Sundays from now. And that is, that is very important to all this truth of identification. The truth of identification, it's telling us this is the truth. You've got to embrace it. You've got to live out of it. But one more thing. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live this truth. That comes in Romans chapter 8. We're going to dive into it two Sundays from now. So make sure you uh, connect back on that message as well and continue journeying on this whole revelation of our identity in Christ. Today, we're going to pray. And as we pray today, I want you to say, God, I want to receive this truth. And I've heard this truth. I want to know it. I want to count it as truth in my life. I want to live like it is true, consider it as true in every aspect of me. And God, I want to live as a slave unto Christ. I present myself as a slave to God, every part of me as a weapon of righteousness, to live out, to express in my being every aspect of my identification with Jesus, being crucified with Him, buried with Him, resurrected with Him, ascended with Him, seated with Him. The worship team is going to lead us. And right after that, we're going to come and take some time to pray I want you to expect God to touch you. I want you to believe God for healing, for deliverance. Uh, Whatever work of darkness that may be touching you, I want you to believe God for that. If you have family members, you have loved ones that you want to pray for, as we pray for, I want you to lift up your uh, lift their names up to the Lord and let's expect God to do a work for them and in their lives. We'll be back right after worship. And this is is my desire to honor Live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm All right, now let's join our hearts together in prayer. First, I want you to pray a very personal prayer and say, God, the fact that I've been crucified with Christ, buried with Him, resurrected with Him, ascended with Him, and seated with Him, I want that to be seen in my life, the way I live life. I want it to be expressed in the way I handle circumstances and situations, the way I handle difficulties in life. I want that to be expressed in me. And so, God, I'm willing to do these three things that Paul instructed us in Romans 6. Knowing it, considering it to to be true in every aspect of your life, and yielding yourself as a slave to God so that all of you belongs to Him. I want you to pray that for yourself. Let's pray. Then we're going to pray for God to touch people according to their needs. Father, we thank you for this truth that we've heard here from Romans chapter 6, the truth of our identification with Jesus. And Father, I pray for each one of us, God, that we will demonstrate, we will express the reality of this truth in our lives. That we are people who are identified with Christ in His death. We are crucified with Him. The power of sin over our lives is broken. Father, that we will express that we are the old has no more place in us, that we live a new life, the abundant life, the God kind of life, that we have been ascended, raised up out of the system of evil, rebellion, corruption, that we are people who are seated with Christ at the Father's right hand. I ask, Lord, that each one of us will embrace this truth and yield ourselves to you, Father, that this will be manifested in our lives. I pray that each one will live free from sin. Live free from the dominion of sin, from the things of the old life. That we will walk free from it. That we will walk in the abundant Zoe life of God that's been given to us. That we will live free from uh, the corruption, the moral degradation that's in this world. And God, that we will live in with dominion authority here on earth. May each one of us, Lord, express this truth of identification In the way we live. And Father, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you're a faithful God. You're the healer. You're the deliverer, that you are the provider. God, you are faithful to your people. Your word says, Father, that your eyes run to and fro to show yourself strong on behalf of those whose heart is devoted to you. Father, even now as people pray, God, in their homes, wherever they are, as they pray for their own personal needs, as they pray for the needs of loved ones. Father, I ask for divine intervention. I pray that as your word has gone forth, let there be healing, let there be deliverance, let there be God uh, chains that fall off. Let every yoke of sickness and disease be destroyed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Satan, I take authority over you. In Jesus' name, I take authority over sicknesses and diseases, every spirit of infirmity, every spirit that's behind disease, every spirit behind every form of abnormality in the name of Jesus. We rebuke these demonic powers and we cast them out in Jesus' name and we release the healing power of God into people's hearts, bodies, minds, into bones, into joints. Lord, let there be healing that takes place. Lord, even in in internal organs, let there be healing that takes place now in the name of Jesus. Just place your hand on the part of your body that you want Jesus to touch and heal, and say, Lord, I receive my healing. Or if you're praying for somebody else, just extend your hand. If you, if you can, lay hands on them, or just pray for them and say, Lord, we speak healing for them in the name of Jesus. And Father, thank you for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for the miracles that take place, for the yoke of sickness and disease that is destroyed by the power of your Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Father, I pray for people uh, who are are struggling financially because of the loss of jobs, the loss, loss of business and work. Father, I pray for divine intervention. I pray that you will bring supernatural provision, God, and you will demonstrate your faithfulness in unusual ways. God, through doors that they never expected, let provision flow into their lives into their business. I pray that jobs will come out of unexpected places for them. That God, they will get get this blessing coming into their lives, Father. And your people will prosper. Your people will have enough and more financially to take care of their needs and to bless others with. So minister to your people, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for being with us uh, on this service. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to write to us, send an email, please, to testimony at apcwo.org. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you about what God is doing in your life and how this teaching is ministering to you, how God is ministering to you through healings and miracles. we we'll look forward to your testimonies. Let's close with a benediction, please. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, publication, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcbiblecollege.org. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the App or Google Play Store.